and welcome back to the Brazos Point Living Room podcast. We have three amigos today, but it's three different amigos than usual. You have um, Joseph Castillo, our yeah. small groups pastor. I'm here. <laughs> and his wife, Emily Castillo. Yes, thanks for having me. Yeah. And then me, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. So today it's two amigas and an amigo. Yeah. Nice. Have we ever outnumbered y'all? I don't know. I don't think so. This is exciting. Yeah. Let's go. Have fun. So, if you usually listen to the podcast, you know that usually Joseph is the question asker and the conversation director, but I'm taking over today because I want to find out all about the Story Church, which is the church that Joseph and Emily will be planting northwest of Houston. Northwest Houston. Northwest Houston. I never know. <laughs> like, assistant it's to the manager. It is Houston. <laughs> assistant to the Houston, yes. So that's why I'm taking over. So my first question for you guys is, did you know that you were going to plant a church someday when y'all started dating? It's <laughs> a good question. I'll let him you go. No, yeah, I. that was a conversation we had really early on. So, while we were dating, yeah, we had the conversation, I think, ever since Joseph planted in, in Austin, um, which was in, what, 20, 2011? 2011. Um, that's just always been on his heart and in the back of his mind. And so, when we started dating, I think God had kind of led me to that point in different ways. And I knew I was okay. going to do something in ministry, but I didn't know what that was going to look like. Mm-hmm. And then when we met, it kind of all started to align. And nice. Yeah. So, yeah, but we knew really early on that this was going to be at some point, but we were just really patient with it. We didn't know when yeah. or what it was going to look like. That's mm. awesome. So affirming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's been super cool and fun and, and all the, honestly, lots of emotions, bittersweet. Um, but somebody was asking me from Brazos point the other day, um, they're like, are you going to get a chance to, to talk about specifically Story Church? I said, yeah, in a couple of weeks. And I, she's like, how do you feel? And I was like, it's kind of like telling your family mm-hmm. just this massive dream you've always had. Uh, and it's like, it just doesn't feel like any other time I've gotten to preach. You know, it's just, it feels unique. Um, but I think that's because this place is home for us. Yeah. And uh, it's been such a great seven years and uh and like emily said church planting has just been a massive part of our heart from the very beginning Um, my my story is you know back in 2011 i had a chance to be a part of a church plant and through that lots of life change in myself as well but one of the things was i got to baptize both my parents Mm -hmm. which was just such a cool life moment but also it was just like man life changes everywhere Mm -hmm. and it just showed me um you know two people who had uh known about god for much of their life suddenly met jesus Mm -hmm. and i just realized like man there's nothing like planting new churches and it's powerful yeah that's what that's what i'm thinking like there's a need for churches period Mm -hmm. there's a need for established churches and bigger churches can and can do more things with more resources to serve the community but there's also a need for new churches for church plants that maybe start out a little bit smaller so that's so Mm -hmm. cool that you got to see 
so close up mm-hmm. how the you know how maybe somebody who wouldn't have had the same experience at maybe a bigger established church was able to have that experience mm-hmm. at a church plant mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah it was it was life-changing super cool you said bittersweet. I just want to let y'all know, I did make up a word to describe this feeling that um, I have when things like this are happening. And that word is excited because I'm excited, <laughs> but I'm also sad because <laughs> I don't I like want that. y'all excited. to leave, but excited. I'm so excited to send y'all. Yeah. And I'm so excited, you know, just like getting to to be on staff with y'all i get to hear like the pieces that god is showing you all along the way so tell us a little bit more about the specific journey to bridgeland yeah uh it has been an interesting journey like emily said from the very beginning i knew man planting new churches is just there's nothing like it and it's a huge part of my heart and it was emily's heart so from the very beginning of our time even being together and then getting married we knew it was down somewhere down the line so even when we came to brazos point seven years ago um we came here because it was a great opportunity it was a great church and they have a huge heart for church planting that's what we knew and so from the very beginning our first conversations were what if this was a place this is said to us like we want this to be a place that would send you one day when that's time and so we said awesome we're not in any rush we want to just build roots here and let god show us and tell us when and uh so the interesting thing is like we've just known for so long yes to church planting but we have not known where <laughs> or when <laughs> yeah or when <laughs> and uh and probably about 2 years ago we really started to realize I think Austin has just been is home for us. Our yeah. family is there. Our friends are there. Your favorite pizza it's is our, there. Yeah, <laughs> which is now in Houston. Uh, <laughs> but the, there's such a need in Austin as well. And we just knew it well. And so we always thought, man, until the Lord shows us otherwise, Austin's just kind of default. Um, we think we're going to end up planting there. And about two years ago, God just really started to work in our hearts. And we started to look at Houston. And... Uh, just realize like why there's a reason we're here there's a reason we're at brazos point there's a reason we're in lake jackson that's connected to the houston church planting network and planting churches in metro houston and then we just started looking at it um there's massive need the world 250 people or more a day are moving to houston and the diversity is insane and so we just really started to recognize uh i think it's houston and when you say i think we're supposed to plant a church in houston that can mean anything right? <laughs> like the, the footprint of houston i think is bigger than like at least one or two states i think there's like a meme out there that says it takes an hour and a half to get from houston to houston yeah <laughs> <laughs> it really is crazy so we're just like okay god houston for sure uh no what does that mean yeah <laughs> and so we just spent time different places i mean you tell them where we went yeah and Houston's huge so and it we kind of didn't know what that was supposed to feel like to pick a pick a spot and Mm -hmm. like that's where we're going and so um we kind of just started spending time in Houston and like Pearland and um even like Midtown area even over towards Seabrook and just and really everywhere just to see what it was like I we would go to uh 
like different farmers markets and Pearland and just to see the community and what kind of small businesses there are and stuff like that. That's cool. I didn't know that. But um, but yeah, we have some friends that live in Bridgeland and we went and visited them and spent the whole day with them and they made us dinner and we just talked to them about life and our hopes and dreams and um I remember Joseph's friend there was like, well, we, I, we need to kind of show you what's coming here. And so as soon as they started to show us like the development that's being built out there and the amount of people that are going to be there, it was all just, we were like, okay, this is interesting. We need to start taking steps towards an area. And so as soon as we started taking steps towards Bridgeland, God just continued to affirm mm -hmm. that decision. Yeah. And we, it was all with open hands of like, shut the door like right. if it's not there then shut the door but we need to start taking steps somewhere yep. or else we're just kind of like floating around not really knowing where to go um but just through conversations with couples that we know um that were moving there or um, had family that lived there we were like okay this is what that's supposed to feel like those constant affirmations of yeah there's need there and um just feeling that call from God that that's where it's supposed to be. I love that because I think what y'all are talking about is so, do y'all say applicable or applicable? <laughs> <laughs> applies. Um, applicable? I think it applies <laughs> <laughs> to lots of different things. So I think we've talked before on the podcast about how there's a time absolutely to be still and to listen and to not do, but I think it can also be, like you were saying, Emily, um, almost easier to sense God's guidance and leading when you are moving. You know, mm -hmm. like, we're going to take this step. We're going to spend time in these communities. We're going to go to these farmer's markets and just see what God does, see how God mm -hmm. speaks to us. And then it started focusing in on Bridgeland, and y'all kept taking mm -hmm. those steps completely open to God saying, okay, let's turn right let's turn left yeah. you know but I like how y'all were taking those steps even before totally knowing even now totally knowing how it ends up you mm -hmm. know right yeah uh, what was super cool about uh, like, Emily and I would say, we still say like if you had shown us a list of places <laughs> we don't think we would have picked Bridgeland right uh, and honestly like a year and a half ago we didn't know it existed like probably many people listening or in our church when we first cast a vision. Um, but, you know, we had friends who lived there and he's a former pastor who works for a nonprofit now, but it was just so powerful. Like when we went to visit, we have friends who live in lots of places, but he and his family brought just a different perspective. It was like, hey, come look at this neighborhood. And it's mm -hmm. not just a cool, fun place to, to raise your family. It was like, it, it, we saw it through their eyes and they kind of... Um, exegeted like here's what's happening yeah in this community and not only like people are moving here but here's the need yeah. here's the cultural diversity here's the the lack of jesus and also the sheer number of people hmm. honestly to us um resonated it was like such an it's not just an opportunity for us in our church we also recognize it it's 
it's going to take more than story church to reach the number of people moving mm-hmm. to this area. And so we want to be a part of that. And I think that's been ingrained in us and said over and over, Brazos Point is a church plant that plants churches. And so we want to do the same. And so when we think about uh, the future of Bridgeland and we think about the future of Houston, honestly, um, we want to do that. And when you look on a map, if you ever go look right now at the, uh, what did, how did you describe it? Northwest of Houston. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you look at Bridgeland, it is literally the edge of the Metroplex. Yeah. And... If you've seen Houston in the last five years, 10 years, you know that that's not going to be the case in five right. or 10 more years. Yeah. And so what feels like the edge now, we're just saying, man, what an opportunity and what would it be like for us to be an outpost um, for more work for mm-hmm. God's kingdom moving forward as more and more people move that direction? What does it look like for us to be a sending church out there saying, yeah, more is coming and we want to help other churches who feel like they need to be started in this area. Yeah. And it's really like, we feel a desire too of like just partnering with churches there mm-hmm. too of like, and Joseph's already started that process of getting to know the pastors in the area and, um, just like just like Joseph said, it's going to take more than just one church plant. It's yeah. going to take quite a bit, um, and we just are a piece of that. So, love it. Well, and you, we've been saying Story Church, and you've talked about wanting to be a church who plants churches. But I want to talk more about Story Church specifically. Um, so, Joseph, when you came into my office to tell me that. The time had come, essentially. <laughs> the time is now. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure I burst into tears. And I thought it was very wise of you because I was sad. But I shifted very quickly to the excited part of Excited because you started telling me the vision for Story Church and the mission and some of the strategy and things like that. And that, I mean, honestly, it made my heart beat faster. Like, mm. it made me so excited. So, tell us more about that yeah i think the the name i mean it's just simple um it's just a word that is uh, emily and i have just loved over the years and i think god even the last couple of years has given some vision to that word for us in a church context uh, and i think we just and you know we believe god's a storyteller and uh, we should be too as his followers and god made each one of us to love stories. We're drawn to good storytellers and to good stories. And Jesus even told stories um, to help people understand who God was. Mm-hmm. And so, and we believe God's a storyteller and he's telling a great story uh, through his people. And he wants to invite more people to be a part of it. And so we want to be a part of that. Are we say, are we exist? We will exist to invite people into that story. And so, Big picture, that's it. But we also envision, um, you know, we want the most frequent phrase that we just say consistently, um, what's your story? And uh, we want to be a people that recognizes, especially in a place like Bridgeland and Houston that's diverse and people from all different walks of life, um, that there are things unique to them that are worth understanding and getting to know. Um, and then God's made people unique and different. And mm-hmm. so tell me your story. Uh, yeah. I just love the phrase and I and, and to really just understand there's something unique about you and I want to understand you better. Uh, and too, we, we look forward to uh, a group of people who invite people into that story, God's story by sharing our own. Yes. Um, where we say our method are, are the, one of the strongest ways to do evangelism mm-hmm. to, 
to invite people to meet Jesus is by telling our own stories and things that are unique to us. We, we want to help people in our church um, understand their stories, be able to tell them just conversationally and really hey i want to understand your story hey can i tell you my story and as i share with you my story it's just honest and real and conversational but it's clear that jesus is the hero of my story yeah and uh man we envision that too and 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 kind of the the last piece of of story church um man we just believe uh that the first century church that what stood out the most amongst them was the community they had with one another Mm -hmm. Um, and Jesus's prayer for his disciples and for us was that we would be one united I just think that's a powerful picture Uh, and so we've talked about the word set apart like when you walk into an ancient church uh, everything about the room tells you this is set apart there's stained glass, there's ornate decor, there's mm. candles, liturgy, there may be people wearing vestments. And it's meant to tell you this room and what happens here is unlike any other room in your life. Uh, I think there's something powerful about that. Now, we're not going to necessarily, we don't have a building <laughs> to put stained glass in, but the, the concept of set apart we think is powerful. And what we want to be set apart is our communion with each other. Yeah. And so like we want people to come be a part of Story Church to interact with us and how we interact with our community and for people to say, man, that group of people is unlike any other group of people in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- I mean, that's the goal for every church, but I think we just want to really state that clearly. Of yeah. we, we say we want to have excellence in lots of things. We want to have good this, good that, good children's ministry, the best coffee in town, but none of it matters when it compared to what has to be first and primary is how we uh, are communing with each other, how we treat each other and also how we care for our community that Mm -hmm. may never come into our building or our living room. Yeah. I think another piece of it too is like helping people to see that their story isn't over. Mm -hmm. Like that it's just a piece of artwork that's, being painted or a book that's being written that's not over and no matter what's in their past what's happened what's happened to them or what they've done or whatever shame they may feel it's not um that's not the end of their story Mm -hmm. and we want them to see that um they're invited into god's great story and there's lots of healing and um yeah it's just not over Yeah. yeah i love that that's so cool and it just it really does I don't know. You know, I love storytelling. Uh (laughs) You know, I love stories. (laughs) And so, I just love, you know, how my story fits in with God's great story and how he's the one writing my story to begin with. Mm -hmm. And my story is not over and he's still Mm -hmm. writing it. And we use our stories to invite other people into God's story. And um, it just all fits. And I'm I'm so excited too, because when I listen to y'all talk about community and um, inviting people into that, the reason I'm excited is because that is something I see y'all do now Mm -hmm. here. You know, like y'all haven't waited until you're planning a church to be intentional with the people around you. And y'all are both so good at just inviting people into your lives, like to come alongside you. So as y'all are doing that, my next question is, how can we come alongside y'all? Like how can Brazos Point send y'all? How can we support you and encourage you even starting now? Mm-hmm. 
Man, I think uh, <laughs> there, there are lots of ways. Um, but I think one of the things I've, I've shared with some people, and I, and I will share with our church as a whole, is, man, there's lots of ways we want you to connect with us, to be a part of this story. Um, and we'll get specifics to at some point. But the other thing, too, is like I want people to also know, if you're just a part of this church, if you've been around, you are a part of it. Mm. Um, because you've helped shape us. And mm-hmm. uh, we have been... We were similar to Brazos Point when we came. I think that's why we were drawn here. But also, we've been formed um, and grown so much that, man, we're excited to take this step. And again, it does feel like family um, that's uh, excited, like you said. (laughs) Uh, And I I don't say I think the first one is, I mean, people to pray for us uh, and with us. um, Mm -hmm. Our prayer and the prayers are, yeah, pray for Emily and I and our family. Pray for Story Church. But I mean, I want to really pray. Like, let's pray for the people of Bridgeland. Again, our mission from the beginning is it's going to take more than this one church to reach the sheer number of people moving there who don't net don't yet know Jesus. So pray for the people of Bridgeland. Pray um, that for for people to um, to find Jesus through this church and this work. Um, and ultimately, like what we're doing, I just again, this is in Brazos Point. This is in every church. This is in the church I planted, helped to plant years ago. The life change that comes from things like this when people step out and work together no no person can produce that and so it's like what we're stepping out to go do is saying we want to reach we want to change people's lives forever and we can't do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, we're incapable of that and so man this church must be birthed out of prayer yeah Mm -hmm. um because it we we can't manufacture any of this Mm -hmm. you know and so i think prayer is a huge one for us and uh you know, Sunday we'll talk a little bit more about how to stay connected to us. Okay. Um, uh, so if you go to the BPF app, there will be a, a way for you to sign up um, for us to get your info and to stay connected to um, to us through a newsletter that we'll we'll begin to send out. Okay. Um, we'll share needs, stories, wins, things to pray with us for, just to stay connected to what's happening through Story Church in the coming months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. Come give us a hug. <laughs> yeah, because we feel excited too. <laughs> Do you both like hugs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. I care about boundaries too. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. No, we, we'll accept the hug. All right. You heard it here. They'll take hugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, what else, guys? What What have I not asked that's on your heart? What else do our folks need to know as as y'all are getting ready to launch? Well, I think uh, just kind of next steps for sure. Um, man, if you feel like you want to be a part of this and stay connected to us, um, there's a way to, through the app right now, you can come find us on Sunday morning or any Sunday morning. We will be here through the fall. So our timeline right now looks like from now until January, we're going to stay here. I'm going to continue working with adult small groups. I started a residency through the Houston Church Planning Network this fall. Um, so I'll be spending two days a week in Houston, okay. um, but I'll continue to do work here for Brazos Point. And in January, our goal is to actually pick up and move to Bridgeland and to start building our church. Um, and through that, honestly, we'll probably be meeting in homes. Um, our goal is to start multiple groups um, meeting in homes before we ever have a public launch. 
So hopefully next fall, fall of 24, we would love to have some sort of public launch um, meeting, maybe in a school, maybe in a community um, center. There are several of those throughout Bridgeland, but yeah, that's kind of our generic timeline. Um, And No, I was just going to say, but like even just reiterating what Joseph was saying, I think the biggest thing is just praying for the community that we're going to. Like where our plan is to go in January to really just the beginning of it is just getting to know the people there. Like we understand that starting this church, we're willing to lay down our own preferences to meet the needs of the community that we're going to. Mm -hmm. And we have to know that, like Mm -hmm. we have to know the needs of the community and the people there. And, um, and so I think the, the biggest prayer is just for those people to be, you know, accepting into our, with our family of us just joining them there. Um, and a lot of families are in the same boat because it's a development. So a lot of families are new and moving there. And so there's some opportunity there. Um, and so specifically just like for our neighbors that are going to literally be our neighbors that we're going to just do life with and learn about. And Mm -hmm. so just specifically for those people. I'm glad you said that because, you know, we talk about how we're created for community. Everybody craves community, whether they totally realize it or not. But because because of the nature of this community, they really are going to be looking for that connection with people. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a that's good to know as we do pray for that area. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think the last thing I'll just share, um, man, I hope if you're listening, if you haven't listened to Sunday's message where we just talk more in depth about Story Church, I would encourage you to go listen. But one of the things I will share on Sunday, you know, uh, is just in the last couple of months, you know, these plans have really come to fruition and we've actually started to say publicly what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we, one of the things is uh, we shared with our kids clearly before that moment and kind of share with them, Hey, this is a little bit of a secret and this is a surprise. <laughs> and a surprise. one of our kids can't keep a secret, which, which is fine. It's just funny. Um, but it's just, it, I think, one of the things I'll talk about on Sunday is since we've made our announcement, we share that with people over the last couple of months, there are plenty of people who are just like, man, good luck. Congratulations. We're excited for you. And then there are other people, um, and it's people who don't have the concept of church planting are like, why? Right. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Why would you leave a good thing and go there and, you know, take a massive risk and chance. And, uh, you know, as our daughter was processing before it was public, <laughs> With a friend uh, who's also in her class, uh, this friend was well, clearly sad to hear that Penny was going to be moving at some yeah. point, and she took it upon herself to write a letter. Uh, <laughs> and it, the letter wasn't for Penny; it was actually for Emily it was and myself. For me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she went around Penny and gave the letter directly Penny to Emily. Penny didn't even know about it. Yeah. Oh man! And I'll, I'll read it on Sunday, uh, but. It's just like, hey, we're so sad. Um, I'm so sad to hear Penny's moving. I'm, I'm concerned that she's not going to make friends in her new place. Uh, and just lots of funny, you know, second grade emotion in this letter, handwritten. And one of the things she says is, can't you just make this church better? And instead of going. And uh, man, I think it was a, it's a good question of why you yeah know, like why are we going and um i think it all comes back to uh man 
what God has done in and is still doing in and through this church of Brazos Point is what we feel called to do as well. Mm-hmm. And so we don't feel like uh, like this church isn't what we want and so we've got to go somewhere else and just make our own. It's like we love this church so much. It has changed our life and we see a place that desperately needs a church like a Brazos Point and like many others mm. and that's why we're going and it's to reach people far from God mm-hmm. and uh, and we have to keep sending yeah. and so that's why. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think um, that's good. It was precious though. Yeah. She hand delivered it to me too. <laughs> so, yeah, because you worked there. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to take precious. this to your mom. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all so much for sharing um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to what y'all will share. Are you talking on Sunday? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't no. know if it's a Sunday, but a different one at some point you'll see me at some point on stage but yeah i'm looking forward to hearing even more and for our folks getting to hear even more and just you know i need more people to share in my excitement so (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thanks for listening yeah one last thing too Uh, oh oh, okay no just for podcasts yeah we're gonna take uh, a couple week break so this will be our last one for a piece of the summer uh uh, michelle and i and everyone else will be out for several weeks but um we've got some not me i'll be here you'll be michelle be by herself (laughs) (laughs) oh i want to hear that podcast just (laughs) michelle the the listenership will probably Probably go up. I'll, I'll listen for sure. Because uh, you listen Jeff. now. I know. <laughs> Jeff's got a radio voice. He does. Oh, well, he does. We may take a couple week break. We depends on if if Jeff is free. Uh, but we do have some fun plans for the rest of the summer. So stay tuned, and we hope Ooh. to see you guys in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Shelly. Yep. <laughs>